Hey there, this is Kevin Scott. I'm the writer of Dooku Jedi Lost, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the Living Force, young Padawan. A Utini production. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Episode 46, Project Luminous Revealed. Luminous beams are we, not this crude matter. On this episode, checking out Corey's terrariums. Impressive. Plus new updates on the Utini website. I feel the Force. And exploring the recent Project Luminous Revealed. You cannot escape your destiny. And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Dr. Charles Hankel. We're already cooking with gas. This is marvelous. This is, oh, this is bad. This your new, bad written all new, over it. That's your, new, <laughs> that's your new catchphrase, Eric. I've, I've been listening to the podcast that I've missed. A couple episodes, I've heard you use that at least once every episode. So. Marvelous? No, you say uh, cooking with gas. It's your new thing. It is. It is my new in thing. In South Carolina, we yes. say now you're cooking with peanut oil. Do you want to just kill people left and right? Now we're cooking <laughs> meth. Now we're cooking with meth on episode 45 of the Living Force podcast. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we are here. Project Luminous is here. And I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson. And with me, after very long days, are the doctors, Dr. Corey Helton. Welcome. What's up? We don't work hard. Not at all. And Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, I am also here. You are. And our man behind the keys, but not as cool of a keyboard as Corey has, Wes from Texas. What's up, Wes? Hey, y'all. Oh, see, it's good you're from Texas. Uh, everyone, as you saw from the title of this podcast, if you're listening later, we are here to talk all things Project Luminous because last night... There was an event that finally, after 10 months of waiting, eager anticipation, details were revealed. We're going to spend this whole episode talking about it, how excited we are, all the details you need to know if you weren't online last night. But before we do, just a couple real quick updates. First of all, gentlemen, we have a new patron. Since last week, somehow, with the episodes we've been putting out, people say, hey, why not? And uh, we want to welcome Camila Valenzuela to our Patreon family. Welcome. You've been watching us for a while. We've been talking on Twitter. We're so happy to have you. Yes, welcome. Yes, hey, welcome. You'll get some indeed. bounty hunts, some Legends lookbacks. It'll be great. Um, and speaking of that, Corey, we got a special note from Patreon today that I, I got a little emotional. I'm not going to lie. Yes, we got a really cool note from Patreon today. This is from Peter in 1987. Um, he said, the Mandalorian, this is really cool. Uh, he said, hey, dear, you teeny community. Since I live in Germany, it was not so easy to watch the Mandalorian, but yesterday I finished it, and what a great show. But it was also a great pleasure listening to your great extra podcast, Bounty Hunt. I loved every episode, and it's the reason I joined this community, and I will stay tuned. Thank you so much. May the force be with you. So shout out to you, Peter, for all the way from Germany, all the way across the pond. It's always fun to have international uh, listeners, so thanks for joining us, man, and thanks for uh, thanks for jumping in Patreon. We appreciate it. Listen, yeah. man, the and living every... force is universal and Truth. international. And every time we get a message like that, or a nice comment in Discord or on Twitter, like it still doesn't just pass us by. Like it seriously makes our day. So we're so glad you guys love what we're putting out, and we will continue to do so forever. 
forever. <laughs> and on that note, thanks to Camilla and the rest of our patrons, we are now $22 away from the Lost Stars Roundtable over on Patreon. That's our next goal. If you feel like throwing some of your tax refund our way and want to support us, go to patreon.com slash utini and get us towards that Lost Stars Roundtable so we can talk about a little Claudia Gray. Corey, you hijacked our outline that I meticulously made because you have another topic you'd like to talk about. I promised Juliana that I would show her my terrarium. <laughs> Which is a literal sentence. It's literally a sentence, so I'm going to show. Let me pull my camera off. It looks like crap. So here are my plants over here, and there's a terrarium. Look at it. It's plants in a jar. <laughs> there it is. Right, thanks for, thanks for uh, uh, saying that for our audio listeners in case they were confused on what a terrarium was. A terrarium is plants in a jar. It's literally what were those there's no labels? craters in it. What were those little labels? Oh, those are uh, those are the scientific names and the and the care instructions for all the plants. We label them and like read about them and stuff like that. So we take we take plants seriously, Charles. I can't tell going what well. I can't tell what Wes is thinking, and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> Nerd. Well, Corey, I'm glad you're happy with your terrariums, and I, I feel like in a couple of years I want to see them in just – I want a tree. I want a full tree. I don't know how terrariums work, but I assume you eventually get a tree in a jar. That's right. I think the glass jars grow too. Just you know, They just enlarge and eventually just fall off the desk and shatter. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. Well, if you want to hear yeah. more terrarium talk or maybe, I don't know, Star Wars, don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're coming to you every single week with all the news about the Star Wars Expanded Universe and we would love to get a few more reviews over on iTunes. They do help us find more people in the little algorithm. Five stars and a couple lines would make our life. And make sure to head over to utini.com. we got a bunch of new stuff coming up on the site soon with reviews, articles, and book profiles on all your stories in the Star Wars galaxy. At this point in the show, we would usually talk about some book news or we'd talk about some book reviews we got on the site. However, due to the extreme awesomeness of Project Luminous, we are skipping that for this week. But if you find your book on utini.com and leave a review, we will read some of them on the show. They will return next week. All you got to do is look that book up on Utini, scroll to the bottom, add a star ranking and a review. And if they're really cool, they're really insightful, they make us laugh, we will read them on the show starting again next week. couple Utini updates, my friends. If you are one of our patrons, you may have heard... Some of our extra episodes we put out lately. We put out a bounty hunt episode, Corey and I did, on the first episode of Season 7 of The Clone Wars, which also got released on the main feed, so happy, I don't know, February to you. Happy Clone Wars. You got a free episode. Um, We also have a new Legends Look Back update for our friends going into Legends books with Jared and Freddy on the courtship of Princess Leia, one of the favorites on our team. So plenty of content coming your way there on patreon.com slash Utini. All right, guys, that's a lot. Very quick announcements. Anything else I'm missing before we jump into Project Luminous? Because we are going full in, like the deep end of a pool. Uh, we just, as far as Utini updates, we just published a sort of new-ish edition of kind of all the, um, all the blog content, all the writing content on the site. So check that out if you get a chance. It looks really good. Uh, a little more professional, a little cleaned up. The start here guide is completely revamped. Uh, we added some new stuff too. That's pretty cool. So, um, still working on our content projects. It's just, man, it takes a long time to write two thousand word articles. So, that it does. But we will be posting things. We'll be sure to keep you guys 
kind of in the loop on the new things we're writing. Because, again, we want to make everything as easy as possible for new readers to yeah. Star Wars. The last thing I'll mention is that ideal reading order is, like, this close. Like, the page is basically <sighs> live. If you search hard enough on the site, you could probably find it. But um, not quite ready to totally formally say it's ready. So, But it's close, and it looks really good. Yeah, so real quick for a tease for people that haven't been uh, keeping up with those updates, the ideal reading order, how would you describe it in, like, a tweet? Uh, tweets. It's the best Star Wars book reading order, I think. It's not based on something arbitrary like uh, chronological order, 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 chronological order or publishing order. It's instead, uh, we, we used all of our expertise and kind of pooled a bunch of minds together to pick the best content of Star Wars and kind of a rough order of what you should read it in um, in some big categories and stuff. So uh, better than reading chronologically. Don't do that. <laughs> Great. We will, we will hold your hand, walk you through these books, and give you recommendations all the live long day. All right. Let's do it, guys. Last night, Project Luminous was finally revealed to be the Star Wars High Republic. There was a big media event with the authors. The books were released. The There was a giant five-minute video about a publishing line that now has over one million views on YouTube. There was concept art. There was plans for the future. It was, it was frankly incredible. It was for something that was very highly hyped. I personally believe it delivered on every single level. Uh, the content was amazing. The comments were incredible. Their dedication to publishing was frankly surprising at this point. They called it the future of Star Wars, the direction in which all of Star Wars is going in the next few years. It was really beautiful to see as a book podcast. So, Corey and Charles, I just want to get your guys' initial reactions. I know... Um, you guys had to go to sleep a little early because of your crazy days, but when you were catching up on the messages in Discord or the information on Twitter or on StarWars.com, what do you think of the High Republic? Charles? I think it makes sense. Um, I think it is It's kind of a healthy medium where we can go back to an era where we're not familiar with things, but we're also not stepping on the toes of like the Old Republic you know, and all the things that we've gotten from that before. But we're getting a lot of the same cool stuff that, that we would have gotten out of that era. Like, the the whole Jedi Knights of the Roundtable idea, Ugh. it just makes sense, right? Awesome. That's It just makes sense. I mean, the, the Jedi are in order similar to Knights would have been, similar to Samurais. I think it's going to be really interesting to see them at kind of the peak of their power and what it sounds like is like the peak of their order. Yes. Uh, yeah, totally agree with all that. Really excited about just the big picture stuff, like a new era, new, completely, sounds like complete different themes around Star Wars we've really never seen before. Um, I will say that with as much hype as this sort of publishing stuff got and the way the panel went and just the way everybody talked about things sort of mythically almost, like they were afraid to say too much, I really get the impression that something bigger is going on here. Like, you know, I, I, I don't want to speculate that a film is coming soon or a game is coming soon. That's what everyone on the internet is talking about. I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying it seems like they, they, they really put together a lot of bright folks to work on this, to create this entire new direction. And I, I get the feeling that they've sort of maybe laid the blueprints even for how they want to completely enter a new trajectory with Star Wars, like in the future, whether that is like maybe books will pave the way and create this entire new era, new concept, like new place that we can have a playground in. Like, I don't know if that's what's happened, but it kind of feels like something bigger is going on. I don't know if you guys got that impression at all. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, they, they're creating a entire era, which hasn't happened since like KOTOR, you know, like, 
we have we had the original era with the original trilogy. The prequels were still connected to it. Even the sequel trilogy is still connected to it. And then KOTOR happened. It was like, wait a minute. Like thousands of years ago, there were Jedi Knights and a Sith Empire. And that was groundbreaking. But that was still one series of games. And a couple books here and there. And then they kind of like weren't all really connected. And they kind of took some cues and stuff like that. But that was, at this point, almost 20 years ago. And yeah. right now, they're saying we're creating an entire new era of Star Wars where you know nothing, which is incredible. That's not something that we've ever had, at least in our like conscious Star Wars right. fan careers. So I think you're totally right. This could be paving the way for something in the future. But at the same time, I also love the importance that they are putting on the books and comics, like the things yeah. that we love. But in the popular media, they're saying, no, our main stuff right now are the TV shows for sure, but we're also giving that level of importance to comics. I mean, they, and we'll get into this a little later, they hired full production crews like they would for a film. They brought back concept artists to create art for novels, for character paintings that won't even see the light of day. They're creating right. concept art. They're creating rules of a universe with the story group and with artists and with writers like they would a film project. And it's getting all that amount of respect for a book line. And I'm right. like, I, I definitely think that you're right. If this goes well with the High Republic here, they're like, cool. Now we'll make a High Republic game in five years. And then, okay, maybe we bring this into another medium. But yeah. launching it with books, so cool. My real question is, like, who is the who is sort of the lead creative minds on this? Like, we were sort of led to believe, led to believe that, you know, these authors that we know and love and trust really, really well to create really incredible content might be leading the way. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Like, I'm not sure if uh, – if they were just brought in to sort of lead the charge on everything literature based, or if something else is like, if that's just like one, one piece of the gigantic puzzle, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, I still don't know that. I don't know if they, I don't know if we will know that for a while until there is some other big announcement, but it's very interesting to me that they said that this is being announced in phases and this is phase one, right? Yeah. That's a very interesting phrasing that this is phase one and they were careful not to say anything about the other phases, which is kind of weird. So, I don't know. I got I got high hopes and I got I got feelings that uh, this might be something different than what we just expect. Uh, I I don't think that Project Luminous is literally project marketing campaign around literature. That's not what I think this is. I think okay. it's going to be something bigger, and we just we're not there yet. But this yeah. is the first. This is step one. Yeah, and I think that you're right in the fact of like the High Republic idea. Um, we, we know they, they said in their intro video or, or an interview, I don't remember which one, that the original idea for a connected media universe or like a single story with multiple things of literature in a new era was pitched back in 2014. So sorry to quash those rumors that the Rise of Skywalker had literally anything to do with this. Um, they <laughs> have been thinking about this. I'm for not s- sorry. Crush them, Aaron. Crush it's, those it's rumors. Ridic- it's a ridiculous take. Sorry. But for six years... They've been working on this idea. I think this first batch of authors are basically setting the whole foundation. They said, all right, what are the rules of this era? You are going to be writing the stories that set up the main cast, that set up the main factions, that set up the planets. You are creating the bedrock. And then from that point on, I think you're right, in each phase, maybe they will successfully build and build and build and build. But I think it all kind of lays on on the shoulders of these five writers who are working with people like Pablo Hidalgo and are working with people like that at Disney. Yeah. Totally. Um so the event itself I want to get into. Uh 
real quick shout out. I wanted to thank people online like Amy Ratcliffe, Star Wars Explained, Clayton Sandell, Force.net. Um, this was a not a closed media event, but it was a media only event. So these people had amazing Twitter threads that were full of images, full of descriptions, and really kept us all in the loop. So as people that try to bring news to our fans and our listeners, we want to thank these people and give credit where credit is due because the coverage was astounding. I mean, we knew things to the second they were happening. Um, people like leaked the video that they showed at the panel like 20 minutes before it was even uploaded online. So really well done. Thank you for your service. I would all also right. like to thank our Discord um, for yeah. having all of the concise information there for me when I woke up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a lot of fun, and <clears throat> that was a pretty, a pretty cool sort of look. This is, I think, maybe the first. This is probably the first really big live event that we have had a very active that we've had since we've had such an active Discord community, right? The Discord has been super active for what, like three, four months now, I think. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was kind of pre-Mandalorian when things really took off in Discord. And like uh, since then, it's been growing steadily. And this is the first kind of big live event we've had in Discord. And man, it blew up. And that was so much fun to kind of hang out. Even before I ditched out, I ditched out about ten uh, thirty or so, and I was <laughs> like, I gotta go to sleep. Um, but I did roll over at two o'clock in the morning and read like three hundred messages about Project <laughs> Luminous. So that was super exciting. So it's really fun to have a community to be excited with and a positive community. I mean, we are pretty strict about keeping people on on point with being positive and happy and. You know, we don't like uh, we don't like to just complain about everything. So it's fun to 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 party together when you're excited about Star Wars. Totally, and that party was nuts because we did get overloaded with quite a lot of information. Um, so a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about about the High Republic itself. As I said before, this is 200 years before the Phantom Menace. There were rumors that it would be between five and 300 years, but this firmly puts it 200 only. It's the Jedi Jedi quote at their zenith. And the quote says, This period on the Star Wars timeline will not overlap any of the filmed features or series currently planned for production, giving creators and partners a vast amount of room to tell Star Wars stories with new adventures and original characters. So that's key. Nothing in the pipeline outside of this media is planned as of right now, according to Kathleen Kennedy. So I was on that a lot of faith in these publishers. I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. But you won't see it. That's the point, Corey. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Star Wars has a long history of saying one thing and meaning another. So it's you know, gorgeous sleight of would, hand verbally. Would yes, would not be surprised if 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 the success of this uh, changes someone's mind down the road. So you know, totally. Um, and in that video we mentioned earlier, they showed the concept art I was mentioning, but two big names they talked about bringing back: Ian McKay who did a lot of the original Star Wars designs, including Darth Maul and Doug Chang, were very prominent. These guys are Star Wars royalty, and they are designing the new creatures for this line. What do you guys think about that? It's nuts. I can't believe they're they're treating it seems like a film. I wanna see I wanna see the uh I wanna see the behind the scenes, you know, the behind the scenes documentaries I'm always mm-hmm. talking about. I wanna see that for Project Luminous because it, it exists, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta. Or what if like the art of Project Luminous book? That would That'd be, be cool. Get all the book behind the signs. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. But speaking of the behind the scenes stuff, just to talk about what big names these are, like Doug Chang basically was the dude who designed almost everything for like the Phantom Menace. Like that's when yeah. he kind of started coming on board. And my favorite story with the, with the uh, creation of Darth Maul's concept was, I guess McKegg was told to draw his worst nightmare 
And yeah. he did and showed it to George, and he apparently opened the folder, immediately shut it, and said, give me your second worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it, was too, it was too creepy. That's hilarious. Yeah. He's like, well, Ian, these are, these are still for kids, you know, and we can't have the kids running out of the theater being too scared. It can have horns. Horns are pretty neat, and red is good. I like the color red. That's the lightsabers, but, but you can't have it be a monster. Satan himself is in Satan Star Wars. Satan himself. So, and he carries a double-bladed lightsaber. <laughs> right. But with so many new villains especially coming on board, I can imagine McKay came up with some really screwed up stuff. Uh, and then a lot of the concept art they showed as well, which is gorgeous. You can find a lot of it online. Uh, Phil Noto, who did a lot of the Star Wars comics in the last wave, did a lot of the concept art for that, and they're really, really beautiful designs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about one specific thing in that behind-the-scenes thing, which is the whiteboard. What I mean by that, there was a shot in that scene that showed all the authors, all the creatives sitting around a conference room table, and they had a whiteboard. You know, a lot of times, business meetings, people throw something up on a whiteboard and say, let's bring up the ideas when we're creating. And they had a few columns, and one said, like, fiction, and they wrote a bunch of things that are in fiction. There was Star Wars, things are Star Wars only, and then they said Star Wars wishes. And I want to run some of the things that they said in there and, and see what you guys think. So in Star Wars, they had such things as not pro-war, it's mythic, there's no single main character, there's complicated monsters. Those were some of the, some of the features. And in the wish list, they had things that included High Republic, obviously, Relic Hunters, University, Dinosaurs, Representation slash Diversity, Arthurian Legends, and some other stuff. So where does that tell you guys we might be going with this? Does that give us any more hints? I, it feels like it should be ten thousand years before the films, based on all this. Text. Interesting. I, like I don't. I, that was my question. Yoda's uh-huh. alive, right? <laughs> so, you know, how different did the Jedi Order look when we are two hundred years before the films? Is it really that different? Maybe, <clears throat> maybe the Jedi Order as we know it in the prequels is like a new, modern, kind of corrupt Jedi Order. Right? Yeah, like maybe, but they've fallen maybe... from, over the last 200 years, they've really started to fall. I mean, right. look at the difference in the Jedi Order from when Luke was born to when he met up with Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine, right? I mean, and that was a, a span of what, eight, 18 years or something like that? I don't know, someone yeah. correct me. Um, but I mean, right. and we're talking about 200 years earlier, I think it could be pretty drastically different, and there could be yeah. good story reasons for that. If The more different it is, honestly, the more bigger stories they have to tell so it's probably a good thing yeah super excited and one thing we've been really excited about on this show is kind of the increasing amount of representation and diversity we've been seeing in the books a lot of people have been critical of some of the film media for being a little bit behind but the books have been on this for years and the fact that it's such an important part of luminous to be on the board and in all these concept art i mean we have we have humans of all different colors we have People all different genders. We have all kinds of different people. The, the authors themselves are come from very diverse backgrounds and have a lot of different points of view. And kind of, it, it promises to do what we've been talking about since the beginning of this podcast. Like and it's, people with it's different more than anything else. It's interesting. Right? Yes, it's interesting to be in space with tons of different aliens and different species and different people. It's awesome and it's interesting. So like, mm-hmm. bring on more representation because I'm more than happy to. I, I want to see that. It, it's, it makes for good storytelling, if nothing else. So 100%. I'm excited to see it, man. And dinosaurs. And dinosaurs. <laughs> that is a very interesting thing to be on that board. <laughs> it is um, very interesting thing to be on the board. 
And um, I find it maybe it'll be like Justina Ireland's middle grade novel, like maybe like some of the kids' books. They go on a dinosaur planet and find, you know, something like that. Or it could just be what they would. Maybe they always called the monsters in like Attack of the Clones dinosaurs in the arena before they got names for them. Yeah, that's real possible. Aren't there dinosaurs in the truce at Bakura? <clears throat> I have no yes? idea. Yes. Where's Freddy? We need Freddy. I think Freddy is always talking about that. Dinosaurs. Yeah, because that's it. That's, that's his right. favorite book, and that was like his first one. I'm pretty sure there's picture. dinosaurs in it. Interesting. Relic Hunters University. What's up with that? I'm wondering if that's like the Dooku Jedi Lost stuff, where it's like in Ooh, Harry Potter Star Wars. Harry Potter Star Wars. <laughs> we said we wanted it. <laughs> yes, I want it. Very interested to see this not pro war concept too. That's very interesting. I mean, is Star Wars pro war? I mean, I don't think it is at all. I don't think it is either. So I'm interesting what they mean by that. Like, well, they were saying that was the that was the column of things that are are Star Wars. Like, this is how they had to okay. describe Star Wars. That wasn't see, the wish list. I see. Yeah, I see. A single main character. Interesting. Yeah. I so can't wait. I'm, go ahead. I was just gonna say I just can't wait for I can't wait to see what this is gonna look like. I mean, it's just got so much so much stuff. There was some hot, weirdly hot stuff floating around the internet. Um, I think today I haven't been on the internet much today, but I saw the picture was something circled something about the ending. Do you remember that? I do not. Something ending like it says something like ending that makes sense or something like that. I don't actual know if it was a weird ending is what it's actual said. ending. Oh, yeah, actual yes. ending. What does yeah, that, that mean? Is, I, like I'm very curious. Like you know, everybody on the internet is jumping to the like, oh, the movies suck and they don't have an actual ending. But I don't think that's what it means at all. Like. Like, are they saying maybe they want to have a beginning, a middle, and an end to this story? Like, well, I think they're the saying start? that by definition, the High Republic ended. You That's know, like true. we go, we have at some point, and this isn't saying in the next five years, in the next ten years, in the next two years. Like by definition, we know the High Republic ends. So they, I would assume, as as creators, they would want to go into this being like, we're starting here, and we know eventually this is what ends the High Republic, and gets us into the mm. modern day very that would be my guess but very you know interesting what? concept to think about like a, an era with a like a like yeah. a hard stop on when it ends it's very well, interesting to think because arthurian legend is is very key in this we'll get to this a little more in a second but the arthurian legend has a firm end as well you know we have all these That's amazing true. stories of arthur's knights i'm I, I i'm a huge king arthur fan for my entire life and i love the stories of the knights and the round table and the decades of adventures but it does have an ending and it, yeah. it's and it's tragic, which is also, I mean, the Republic has a tragic right. ending. It turns into the Empire. So I think that's a cool thing to do. But you know what, Corey and Charles? That's not the exciting hot take that's going to get retweeted. So what do I know? That's nothing, not fun. Eric. You know nothing, according to the Internet. Nothing. <laughs> All right. One thing that they said they wanted to focus on when they were thinking about the High Republic. They had the era. They knew the Jedi were going to be all-powerful and awesome. And they asked a question. What scares the Jedi? That was their one of their big points. And they said, uh, something, something wicked this way comes, was the quote they used, which I enjoyed as a Shakespeare nerd. But the High Republic is an age of peace and prosperity for the Jedi. So what could possibly scare them? This was something we were theorizing in our Project Luminous speculation episode. You know, there's not a big galactic war. So what are they going to do? What's going to be the conflict? Enter the Nile. N-I-H-I-L, like nihilism. Or, as they were talked about on Twitter, Space Vikings. And one <laughs> word, or sorry, two words for that. Hell yes! Yes. Yes, strong uh, strong Yuzan Vong vibes. 
mm-hmm. uh, from from Legends from the New Jedi Order series. We were talking about that a little bit last episode, I think. Um, very interesting. Are they conquerors? Sound of seems like it. Uh, and, and they I feel seem- like. I feel like they could, I mean, like, they chose to name them the Nile, right? And the first yep. thing that actually came to mind for me was, like, Darth Nihilus. But mm-hmm. yep. I don't think it's going to be related to that because, again, the nah. whole point is to do something new. But, uh-huh. like, you brought up, Eric, like, nihilism, right? So, like, if, if it's based on that, then what they reject, basically, I would assume, like, the belief system of the Jedi. And the and their their idea, then, would be that life itself is meaningless that sounds like true agents of chaos to me and i think that sounds awesome yeah, yeah totally. because because chaos agents was also something they wrote on the whiteboard i remember and chaos huh. is kind of in direct opposition of the jedi which is peace and balance right it's, it's the jedi order right right There's order. yes great point great point and what are they afraid of as an order more than chaos unbalancing everything and throwing them around yeah um the design itself i wanted to point out was incredible I, i'm really getting a, a mad max fury road meets the reavers from firefly like the cosplayers are gonna have a field day with these um they look yeah. so rad one guy definitely looks a lot like space kratos from god of war um if anyone's <laughs> that game <laughs> like the red marks on his face it was pretty cool um and they do have a motto though they said the nile say you can't take it with you but we can take it from you which is like an interesting thing of are they just going to be going around essentially pillaging and trying to take what, you know? And it, right. you know, cuz cuz the idea is the Jedi are kind of the rangers on the edge on the edge of space with the republic's borders with the wild wild west on the other side and the barbarian hordes or whatever. So are they going to be trying to come into the republic? Is the republic trying to expand into their land? Like mm-hmm. what's the are deal? These- are these force users? Do we know anything we about don't. them yet? But man, what do you this think? is fascinating. They have to be. I mean, surely, right? Like maybe the Sith have got their hands in this, but I don't know. Like the question is, the question is how how quote unquote new are they actually going to go? All right, they're talking as if everything is brand new, but there's a couple sort of tropes in Star Wars that have just been retold over and over and over again. One of those is that the Sith have their hands in everything, right? So, right. are you know is this are, is this group of people going to be backed by the Sith where the Mandalorians were in the KOTOR era or is there something else going on like I'm very interested to see where the Sith and the dark side and all that sort of comes into this absolutely so but those are our our evil folks uh they're gonna get focused on in some of the books coming up we'll talk about after our break but one more thing before we get to that break the Knights of the Round Table guys when I saw the tweet that says the Jedi are essentially the Knights of the Round Table in this era. I, my 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 legs literally buckled in my kitchen. I I was so excited because I never I never would have conceived that before. I never would have thought of that comparison, but it makes so much sense as we were talking about. You know, the Arthurian legend of of all the knights joining together as equals to fight for the forces of good, for going off on their individual missions to enlighten themselves. Like it it all makes so much sense to me. And I think yeah. that this was also seen in the costuming. You know, the costume designs were shown. They have brilliant white flowing uh, colors for their, like, temple costumes. And then their active duty mission costumes are a little more, like, brown and leathery and stuff. But they look straight up like knights. Like, they they even have more cross guard sabers to look like, like freaking broadswords. I'm excited. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah, well, the Knights of the Round Table is fantastic. I read, uh, what is the, um, what's, the, like, the, one of the big 
big King Lamar to Artur? No, it wasn't that the one. The Once and Future Morgan. King? Yes, the Once and Future King. I did a huge book report when I was a senior in high school on the Once and Future King. Um, and, man, I love King Arthur too, Eric. Like, there's something about the righteousness of mm-hmm. the Knights of the Round Table. And they all look to Arthur as their sort of you know, prolific leader. And I love it, man. It's so cool. And it looks like they're really getting some night vibes. You're talking about the, the cross guards on the lightsabers, which are not like – I think the pictures that I've seen are not, like, lightsaber blades, right? They look like metal freaking blades, right? Yeah, they're literally just, like, one of them looks a little like Kylo's with, or, or like, the one Ezra found in Rebels a little bit um, that the mm-hmm. Wookiee has. But other ones, are they're just metal designs that look like still a single right. saber blade, but the iconography is unmistakable. So, is like, is this what the Jedi are supposed to look like then? Because that's that's incredible, and it's very different than what we've seen. I'm so interested in this idea that, like, the Jedi Order that we see in the Star Wars films up to this point is, like, completely fallen away from what the Jedi Order is supposed to be. Like, what does it look like in the middle of true peacetime when Emperor Palpatine has not got his nasty little fingers and everything, mm-hmm. right? Like, what does it look like? What's the Jedi's mission? What is his life goal supposed to be? Like, you get sort of little peeks into this in some of the books where they go off on these sort of peaceful diplomatic missions and stuff, but what does it actually look like? What's the big picture supposed to be? What is their goal? And I'm so interested in that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting because it's a, it's honestly... A, probably more of a westernization of the idea of the Jedi order than we've seen previously, because Uh a lot of the original idea of the Jedi and the order, right. Is they were monks. A lot of their ideas were based in like Eastern religions and they were meant to be essentially like a samurai order. And now Mm -hmm. we get to see how maybe they also, you know, were reflected in the more Western idea of a warrior in a knight. And I think that, it could be incredibly intriguing, but I'm actually interested to see how they kind of marry both of those two ideas. Totally. And with that, speaking of Westerning, right? Uh, like we said earlier, the the word um, uh, Rangers and Wild West were were thrown around yeah. so much yesterday, and the idea that you know there's 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 ne'er do well folk coming on and trying to get across the borders of the Republic, and the Jedi got to be the ones to go like shut them down and kind of safeguard the Republic. Yeah. You know, strong, of the strong peace. like uh, strong like Aragorn vibes from. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Jedi yeah. Aragorn, yeah. give it me, <clears throat> give me, yes, um, give me more, please. A couple other things in the concepts I thought were cool. In the concept design by Phil Noto, we got a lot of Jedi kind of standing in a line, and on the far left we have this almost ghost-like uh, character that's all in white, who is holding a lightsaber that has a double white blade. Which looks incredible, and it has a loath wolf standing next to her. So awesome again synchronization between the Filoni verse, Star Wars main stuff, showing a lot more Force lore coming in because the fact that the loath wolves used to be with like the Jedi, like the main Jedi, and not just hiding on Lothal, which is pretty fantastic. Um, and then all the way to the other side of the picture, it looks like we haven't confirmed this yet. It looks like someone's holding. Either the dark saber or a black saber of some kind. Yes, mm-hmm. Heather mentioned in our comments like the twenty minutes ago. Like, is this the dark saber? Like, are they going to explain where the dark saber came from? Are we going to get any origins of that? That's fascinating. 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 Give me that stuff, please. Yeah, it is definitely it, looks it, like it. <laughs> I, I'm really wondering because they've had time. They've had time to plan all this now. Oh yeah, I'm really wondering if this will have implications for the Mandalorian TV show. Maybe I mean finding some High Republic relics. I mean they said Relic Hunters was one of the things right on the board. So uh-huh. 
Anytime they want to find old relics left over from a bygone era, like, come on. Yeah. What's more Star Wars than that? Yeah, absolutely. And something we haven't really talked about at all is sort of the mythic side of things because they didn't really give us a lot of details about the mythic stuff. But where are we going to go with that? Are we going to get more Origins of the Force stuff, like with the Mortis arc and Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. Are we going to get um, – is there a is, – is the cosmic force like a like a bigger part of, a, of the Jedi's live, uh, lives like in this era? I mean – Yeah. Uh, they're so obsessed in the in the prequels with talking about the balance of the force and the dark side clouds and everything. What the hell does that actually mean? Right. Like the dark side clouds everything. What does that mean? Like did the Jedi used to rely on like visions to guide their sort of mandates and stuff and now they can't see stuff because the dark side is too big? Right. I don't know. It's well, now that Palpatine's not there, is it is it clear? Like right. and, and are and they, they trust using... visions? Yeah, like are, and with loath wolves and stuff being able to like enter the world between worlds and things like that in rebels are they freely traversing the galaxy using the loath wolves are they are they actually using the force more than technology because they can hear freely you know and yoda like we said yoda's gonna be around for sure he's gonna be like 500 or 700 or whatever which is nuts to even consider the fact that we're gonna get we have the possibility of getting some young yoda is fascinating like I would love to see Yoda before he's on the Jedi Council. Like, what is that like? Right. How old was he when he got on? You know, is he 700 and still just a Jedi Master? Right. Was he rebellious and obnoxious like Qui-Gon? Like, what was he like as a, you know, young man? Yeah. Young whippersnapper. And the question is, too, (laughs) did he make some decisions on the Council in the High Republic that went wrong so that that's why he's always meditating and not quite taking as much action in our Republic? So there's so many, so many possibilities, but we do have five titles guaranteed that are going to start us on that journey and stick with us. My friends, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into all five of those and give our official thoughts on the future of Project Luminous. We'll see you in just a sec. Hello there. I'm Meg and I'm a content creator with Utini. The year was 2008. You know, back when people still went to actual stores to buy books. So there I was, standing in the middle of the book aisle, scanning the shelves for this new Star Wars book I'd heard about. Totally lost. It wasn't there. The book I'd waited for, hoped for, nowhere to be found. I was prepared to head home, sad and empty-handed, when the unthinkable happened. An employee approached me and asked if they could help me find something. My hero, my savior. So after I got over my shock... I said, actually, yes, there's this Star Wars book. Just like that. I'm sure he assumed that this shy 16-year-old girl was shopping for a present for her boyfriend or something, but off he went, emerging from the back with just what I'd been looking for. The book was The Force Unleashed, and the store was Target. Why was I shopping for a Star Wars book at Target? I don't know, but I'm proud to say it's still sitting on my shelf, eagerly awaiting to be read again. If you're looking for a Star Wars book in 2020, don't shop at Target. Shop online and make sure you use one of our affiliate links so that you get a book and we get some sense that we can put back into making more awesome content for you. You are listening to The Living Force, and may the Force be with you. And we are back! We are luminous. We are ready. And I'm emotional. Because that clip was so good! Oh, it filled God. me with joy. It's never going to die. It almost did. But you know what won't die did. is my joy 
for the High Republic and Project Luminous because, y'all, we got five projects announced with, well, mostly release dates, but with authors and with some plot stuff. So let's dive right in and talk about what we're going to be reading this coming fall already. All right. So number one, the first book to kick off Project Luminous is Light of the Jedi, written by, surprise, Charles Soule. So we were all wrong. We thought he was doing the comic. All wrong. Seriously. He's officially doing the first main adult book for the entirety of the New Republic. It comes out on August 25th. It starts off the era with, quote, the great disaster. This is like the big moment, the big event that's going to basically kick off all the conflict, all the trauma. Um, it says this on the site. 200 years before the events of Star Wars The Phantom Menace, in the area of the glorious High Republic, the noble and wise Jedi Knights must face a frightening threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the Force itself. Mm. Very vague and very cool. <laughs> we know nothing about anything. <laughs> right. If we look at the cover, we do know we know a couple things. Our main character, who is right front and center, is a woman named Evar Chris. We do believe she was the character in the holocron in this issue of Star Wars that Charles Soule wrote. So that prediction, I believe, was true. And the Wookiee Jedi holding the lightsaber is named Buriaga Agaburi, I think is, is what he said his name was. You're going to need something shorter because I'm not saying that every time. His name is a palindrome. <laughs> his entire name is a palindrome. Or not, not quite. Still. We're close. It's amazing. Burry. We're going to have to call him Burry. It's the, only, it's the only thing we can call him. Barry. Barry. Barry the Wookiee. Barry the Wookiee. <laughs> Barry the Wookiee. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so this this cover did leak uh, slightly before the event because, again, someone uploaded it accidentally. But it is – it's pretty gorgeous. We have a human female in the middle. We have a Wookiee. We have another human male, and we have a Twi'lek. And in the background is the starlight beacon, the, the station that – um was mentioned in Star Wars number two and is kind of talked about a lot in this era. So vague as it may be, what do you guys think about this first novel? It's laying the bedrock for an entire era of Star Wars. Have we ever... It's going down. Yes, 100%. At some point. Have we ever seen a blonde Jedi? (laughs) Really quick question. Luke. A female. (laughs) Oh. Um... I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) How is that possible? That's huh. pretty bizarre. There's one in the background in Attack of the Clones. There has there's, to be. There's, I really don't think we've ever seen a blonde-haired and blue-eyed female Jedi before, which is mind-blowing. I That's my first impression. You asked for it, Eric. That's it. I did. You know what? I asked for it, and I got it. I thank you for your honesty. That's it. I love the scheme here on this cover. Like, it's it, this yellow-golden. Like, God, they look like like Templars or something. I don't know. It's, it's right. just— it looks sick. It looks so sick. Like I get strong peacekeeper vibes from this. Strong, yes. Like, valiant heroes, justice. Like there's some words that come to mind just looking at this thing. Like look at that Twilight with his like golden band, like a halo on his head. Yeah, and his Dude. golden saber. And his golden saber, and then the Chewy Chewy's got the he's got the metal hilt thingy with like it looks like yeah. it's got a hookah pipe in the middle of it. I'm not sure what that's all about. <laughs> hey, you know Wookies. What are you gonna do? Yeah, but uh, right. Elizabeth Schaefer, who is, I believe, the creative director at Del Rey, tweeted out, "The highest praise I can give Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi, it makes me feel hope, hope for what books can be, for what societies can be, 
and for what human beings can be. It's a truly beautiful book, and it's just the beginning. Charles like, Soule, guys. I cannot believe that he's writing a novel. Where did this come from? He's written, he wrote at least maybe one other fiction, like a crime novel recently. Really? God, I just um, didn't. I didn't. I just this. We all, we all, we all knew that Charles yeah. Soule was writing the comics. They that had was the easy with, money. It was easy money. We're like, you know, Claudia Gray writing the young adult novel. Uh, yeah, Charles Soule is doing the he's doing the comics, right? Like we all knew it, but that's not the case at all. I cannot believe it. Amazing, and like literally the entirety, the entire bedrock of an era is on this book. Because this is yes. the other ones have a little more specific. Uh, plot, and we'll get to those in a second. But this one is pretty vague because it's just saying "Welcome to the High Republic." Period. This is yes. it. Yes. One more thing I want to talk about these novels that um, we see first with with this book is this Golden Banner is a very very interesting choice to me. Yeah. Go ahead. So what's up with this? So like it, it's got like some strong like Legends Golden Banner look to it. Mm. Like with the way the it's like I think it's honestly I think it's the same shade. I'm pretty sure it is the same shade. I've done enough web design on a freaking website to recognize this shade. I think it is the exact same color of the Legends Banner, and I don't know if that's on purpose or not. Sure, I, truly, it is. You know what it reminds me of is the Myths and Fables Banner. Yeah, it does, yeah. and it's got this. I don't know what this is called. The almost like calligraphy looking. Like border thing, I'm sure that yeah, a, like the symbols on the left and the right there. Yeah, I'm sure that has like a real, real name for whatever that border yeah. art thing is called. I think but it's good. Like, it's good design. Like gold is, is definitely the color of like the, the color of the scheme throughout. Yes, yes. Okay, so another question that jumps out at me that people were kind of discussing a little bit in our Discord last night is like. Are, are you guys in love with this title theme at first glance? Because I wasn't. My first time I saw it, I was like, this looks like concept art still. That was my first thought. Now I'm looking at it closely, and I'm, like, really into it. But, like, I don't know. It felt weird at first. Did you guys have a first impression? I, I'm super into it. I I, I just love it. I think the, it's it's a little more of kind of classic fantasy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's really leaning into the fantasy instead of the sci-fi of Star Wars a little bit. And that's kind of, I guess, what I gravitate towards as well. But like the flowing capes, the golden look, the it, it it looks very light. It looks very free, you know. It kind of evokes that vibe. I don't know, Wes, uh, Charles. What do you guys think? Mm. I I thought that the art itself, if that's what you're referring to, Corey, it also kind of looked similar to something that we could have seen in Myths and Fables. Um, yeah, kind of more of like a painting, less of like a a realistic depiction, say on like. Master and Apprentice, where, you know, that looks exactly like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's maybe just the the aesthetic that they're going for, but um, I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. I care mostly kind of about the story that's behind that cover. Yeah. Oh, and funny enough, you mentioned that uh, Grant Griffin, who did the art for Myths and Fables, you know, he did all the paintings for Myths and Fables. He, I know he did at least some of the art. I don't know if it's this cover, but he did some art for this. Like he tweeted out yeah. that he is involved in the High Republic at some point. So that would make sense. So this thought randomly just occurred to me. Um, it reminds me a lot of the uh, some of the Dark Horse comic stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was just thinking, of, this looks like it could be the cover of a uh, an epic collection. Like I have another epic collection here. It's kind of a similar vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It just kind of looks like that mystic sort of thing that was really big in the i don't know in the in the dark horse stuff Wes, did you have any thoughts on 
kind of what you thought initially, I guess, with the with the artwork, the cover. Yeah, I mean the the artwork itself looks like they are like they're they're high above. They're they're mystic, and then um, one thing I saw like countless on Twitter was everybody had their own idea about who that woman was on the picture. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh-huh. had. Like, it was a person that they've seen in, in social media, the person they've seen in movies. They just had, like, every s- different person ever was like, oh, that's so-and-so from this movie, and that's so-and-so from this movie. So she looks like a, like somebody that we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Juliana in the chat brings up a good point. By the way, y'all are killing it in the chat. We're, we're following along a bit, but obviously a lot to get to. But she says, the Jedi have houses or clans now? Because what is some of the stuff on... The uh, the whiteboards said something about like rival houses and stuff. And what do you guys think? What about th- th- that like Harry Potter? Is there a sorting hat at the Jedi <laughs> Temple? <laughs> no, like 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 clan, like family clans, or something like that. Because there's a lot of ornamentation here. Like literally, there's like crowns and circlets and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, there are, is. is there? I feel like there. This is hmm. above and beyond something. I wonder if that's like the equivalent of like a master and a padawan, but to a larger extent, like where it's not two people, but it's like. A small clan, if you will. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, it could also be kind of associated with with maybe their role, I suppose, as Jedi. I remember when we were trying to name our our patron, uh, our Patreon, like groups. We, we kind of all did that little re- research on like the different sort of groups of individuals in the Jedi Order. Like you have the people that are all into research, and you have like the folks that are involved in actually training other Jedi. There's all these different sort of, I don't know, communities within the Jedi. So I don't know, maybe it's associated with that somehow. The fact that a level of our Patreon is not called Knights of the Round Table is a tragedy. Everything has a price, and everything can change. Okay. <laughs> That's the Corey Helton way. <laughs> All right. So that one, August 25th. Pre-orders are live now on utini.com. For the record, we'll say this a bunch of times. The pre-order pages are live. If you go to utini.com, you go to our new releases page, find these books, click on them. There are Amazon links that will give us some money. So if you've already pre-ordered it, cancel it, go to our link, and then pre-order it through us. We would love that. Whopping 4%, guys. Boom, 4% on a $20 book, that's like $2. (laughs) Right? Not even. Not even, yes. So it's I, I can't do 90 that. cents or so. I'm a, I'm a doctor, not a rocket it's scientist. It's more than we had. Um, next book, <laughs> Chronologist. So we're going by release date order right now. The next book will be a middle-grade novel called A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. That's coming September 8th. This follows a 16-year-old Jedi Knight, and it says, When a transport ship is abruptly kicked out of hyperspace as part of a galaxy-wide disaster, keep that in mind, Newly minted teen Jedi Vernestra Rowe, a young Padawan, an audacious tech kid, and the son of an ambassador are stranded on a jungle moon where they must work together to survive both the dangerous terrain and a hidden danger lurking in the shadows. Fun kid adventure book. Yes. All right. So you and your companions, you're all surrounded here in the you're all surrounded in the woods. Eric, I need you to roll for perception real fast. Oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> it straight up sets up like an RPG adventure. Like, yeah. tell me I'm wrong. Like, holy crap. The cover is awesome, too. I really like this. Oh, it's this. Like, great. It's so Justina different. Ireland, too. Now, you read the uh, you read the young adult young readers, I guess, it's really hard to name this group. It's like yeah, it's not I, quite grade, young, young readers, middle grade. There's it's some different terminology here. Yep. Um, you read the one that she wrote last year, and yep, you really Spark liked of the it. Resistance. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. 
It's a lot of fun. And I looked it up. This book is going to be like 240 pages. So like, it's Whoa, a, it's that's a, not, that's not short. No, it's like a, it's a straight up story, you know? Yeah. Um, but this one's really fun. It's got, there's this girl with green skin. There's a guy with an awesome cape. There's a, uh, uh, there's an African-American girl with goggles. There's another Jedi. There's a droid that looks kind of like Hugh Yang from the Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. And that. it looks just, it looks like kind of those, um, I don't know, like old school adventures that I, when I was in elementary school that I would like to read, you know? Um, but I really want to point out, it says that their ship got kicked out of hyperspace during this disaster event. And from what I can tell, based on this and the next book we're going to get into, this great disaster that happens in Light of the Jedi, that's what it does. It kicks everyone out of hyperspace at some point. So I think the Nile are screwing with hyperspace somehow. I think that's something that they're disrupting the entire fabric of the galaxy in that way. Yes, I like it. Epic. Um, so yeah, not a ton more in this one. It's pretty straightforward. I think the characters are going to be enjoyable. If you got some young people with you, you're going to want to pick this one up. And if you are completionists like us, you're definitely going to want to read it and probably just, you know, maybe knock it out in an evening. Who knows? Uh, I don't think pre-orders are for that one yet. Are they? Are they not? I'm not sure. Let me check our website. <laughs> Should be. Well, while you're checking, I'm going to go to the Crown Jewel, potentially. Which yeah, is. I'm wrong. They're definitely up. They're up. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Frank. Uh, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray. That's right. A new Claudia Gray novel, October 13th. It's a YA novel, just like Lost Stars, just like Leia, Princess of Alderaan. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's got a pretty decent track record with YA books. <laughs> Um, this one reads the following Padawan Reith Silas, great goddamn Star Wars name, <laughs> is being sent from the cosmopolitan galactic capital of Coruscant to the undeveloped frontier, and he couldn't be less happy about it. He'd rather stay at the Jedi Temple, studying the archives. But when the ship he's traveling on is knocked out of hyperspace in a galaxy wide disaster, Reith finds himself at the center of the action. The Jedi and their traveling companions find refuge on what appears to be an abandoned space station. But then strange things start happening, leading the Jedi to investigate the truth behind the mysterious station. A truth that could end in tragedy. Cool. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You know, I think you really might be on to something with your theories about this whole galaxy-wide tragedy. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something there. There's, I don't know. Um, what yeah. I can guarantee, uh, though, I don't know, maybe maybe Claudia Gray and Justina Ireland both were like, wait, no, but in my book, I was going to and then you did. And now it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly. Like, so. Oh, this is embarrassing. We've already written the whole book. Oops. But if um, you I'm, if you had showed me if you had showed me this cover uh, like two years ago, I would swear up and down this was a Legends book. And that Me too. I just missed this, and it was somewhere, and I was like, how have I never heard of this? I have to read it. Yep. It looks great. Um, it's, uh, again, a, a guy, I'm assuming that's Wreath on the cover. He's got these awesome, like, ornate cape and cuff-looking things. And then there's a woman we don't know. So it's like a mechanic of some kind is with the Jedi. They are definitely falling in love, right? I mean, there's no mm. way they're not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's Claudia Gray, baby. There's got to be the only love stories in Star Wars, like Star Wars canon books. Is Claudia Gray all the way? All right, so the best stuff, bring it on. Yeah, it's gonna break our hearts. It's gonna be incredible world building. And she did say at the event, the 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 pilot of the ship, I believe, she based on Matthew McConaughey. 
So, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, it, it all right, like, all right. Uh, it looks like Danica Patrick is what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes, it does. Fantastic. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so that's coming in. So we, we literally August, September, October, boom, 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 the first three Project Luminous stories out of the way. All setting up. It looks like there's going to be around this great disaster and kind of showing the ripple effects throughout the Jedi to start. But then, um, I believe Todd Otto asked this earlier in the chat, and I wanted to get to it here. We get to Star Wars The High Republic, which, again, we were super wrong. This is Kevin Scott writing a Marvel comic. Um, (laughs) This is going to be an ongoing series, he said. So this is not limited, like, five issues like Kylo Ren. This is going, like Star Wars. Um, it's set on the Starlight Beacon, which is that station we keep seeing that we're sure might crash at some point. It's mentioned in Star Wars number two. And the cover currently features the Niles, um, these Mad Max villains guys. So do we think this might focus on some of the villains? Is this Or is this just placeholder art? What do you think? I have no idea. No idea. I, I'm, I'm afraid to speculate on comics because, quite True. frankly, I don't, I don't know enough about them. And they they kind of change things like seemingly last minute sometimes on the comics. So it's hard to hard to keep it all straight for me. Yeah, and the story is so much longer. They can do so much like just yes throughout the entire arc of it. But I find it interesting that it's just called the High Republic. Like it doesn't have another Which you know very, subtitle. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just the era. How, how long of a series do you think we're talking here? I mean, he said it's ongoing, so whenever they say that, that it doesn't it, – it means it doesn't have an end date in mind. Uh, it means that, that when they right. will eventually cancel it if it's either not selling well enough or if they find – like with Star Wars, like we want to relaunch it, so we'll hit issue 60 and then we'll start over. Mm-hmm. But that means mm-hmm. that it could be indefinite. Like, like Spider-Man is an ongoing comic. That's true. So I think there's a possibility of – I mean, the, the old Knights of the Old Republic comics went for a long time. Yeah, there's a lot of those, a lot of those, almost said episodes, a lot of those issues, especially in those, uh, there's a whole bunch of these. This is an older, there are two volumes of the older public epic collection. I mean, there's like, what, uh, 80 comics in this thing? Like, seriously. Yeah. And it, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see Kevin Scott do something a, a little bit more serious with comics because the only actual Kevin Scott comic stuff that I've seen is uh, his Tales from Vader's Castle stuff. Mm-hmm. which right. is aimed at a younger audience and can be a little bit goofy. And I think even the actual art style is kind of similar um, in that it, it looks kind of more like a Saturday morning cartoon. And this looks more serious than that. So that'd yeah. be cool. And he's also written a bunch of the IDW Star Wars adventures, like when he brought Jackson back and things like that. And based on our interview with him that we had last year, he said that he first got into Star Wars through those old Marvel comics. So yeah. how cool for him to launch an entire new era of Star Wars comics at Marvel as an adult. The circle is now complete. I love that. And it couldn't happen to a nicer dude. And he looked f- – also, side note, these people looked, looked freaking awesome last night. They were dressed to the nines. So if you ever want to see your Star Wars authors feeling fly and looking great, head over to Instagram. They looked amazing. Yeah. Luminous beings are we, Eric, not this crude matter. Oh, you're right. You're right. All right, last title that we got last night was Star Wars The High Republic Adventures. Speaking of those IDW comics, this is Daniel Jose Older. Again, another surprise. We had him pegged for the adult novel, but he is writing the IDW comic series. This is, again, aimed at a younger audience, 
One thing that I love about Luminous, all ages are being hit with this first wave, this first phase, if you will. It's not just for adults that want to do it. Kids are getting stuff, young adults are getting stuff, adults are getting stuff. Really shows that Star Wars is really, you know, dedicated to the entire fan base, which is beautiful. I really love that. This looks like it'll be about young characters learning about the Jedi and the Nile, and it features two main characters that are on the first cover, uh, Farzaza and Lula, which are both characters of color, it looks like, which is super fun. Daniel Jose Older, a man of color himself, um, always likes to write protagonists um, that come from like kind of his background, his point of view. So I'm really excited that we get an author being able to write very authentically these new characters. And it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun aimed at some young audiences. What do you guys, what do you guys think? Have you read it? Because we haven't really dove, dove in, dived, dove, we haven't dove into, is that right grammatically? Dove. dove. We haven't, we have not dove into. Choose a different word. Eric is having a stroke. This this sounds terrible. We haven't checked out the, uh, the Star Wars Adventures comics ourselves. No, we haven't. But you know what's going to change that for me? Freaking Project Luminous. I'm, I'm oh my God. I'm gonna. We're going to be so poor this year, guys. <laughs> oh, right. This I'm year. Just, what a difference. Just, That'll be I great. Know. That's <laughs> true. I'm just like, I'm just looking at our new releases page on our, on our website as we're kind of talking about this. And guys, I just really don't, I don't really know what we're going to talk about from like June to December of this year. I, I mean, there's just not a lot of content <laughs> coming out. Like, this is the problem. Yeah. Pretty big empty spaces. Seriously, there are one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten adult and young adult novels coming out this year. That's got to be the largest number That's of wild. novels so far in a year. That is outrageous. Yeah, because you know what else happens on August? So August twenty fifth is Jesus. the first book. It's also the flipping Clone Wars Cele- anthology comes out oh that same God. day. And celebration is that weekend too. And we'll isn't be at it? celebration that weekend. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> which means blowing. okay. Here's the speculation. I think my my blood pressure just went up here. <laughs> Dude. Okay, so Light of the Jedi will already be out. We got to get a Star Wars Celebration exclusive cover, right? Oh, certainly. That will Come on! be what the cover is going to be. It's going to be all, all – I bet the whole theme of Celebration is High Republic stuff. That'd be mm. amazing. That'd, That'd be, be sick. Ugh. So do you pre-order the book or do you wait yes, for Celebration? Yes, you do. On Utini.com, you pre-order the book, <laughs> and then you get the Celebration edition put them next to yes. each other. Two copies. <laughs> Four percent. Yeah, sorry, sorry, marketing. <laughs> you silly man, Wes, mute your mic. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we make so little money from Amazon affiliate sales, guys. We we that's why we always joke about it. Is we we don't make much at all. Not even like a hundred dollars a month. It doesn't even pay for the website. So you know, keep using those keep using those clicks. We need them. Those, those sweet sweet clicks. Um, so on this note, fellas, as we're as we're getting towards the end here, that. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. It's I'm, so much stuff. I'm like very overwhelmed suddenly. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't yesterday, and now I'm just like, how are we going to have time to read and talk about all of these Star Wars books? I'm so excited, but Jesus, there's so much stuff, and we still have nothing until March. That's the craziest part. Like, but March middle, is in like four days. I know, but like you know, middle of March, we have two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, FYI, Rise of Skywalker novelization comes out in like two weeks too, guys. So Yeah, so make sure you pre-order that if you haven't yet. But on this note, out of these five projects, and I'll repeat them right now, Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule, A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland, Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, Star Wars The High Republic by Kevin Scott, Star Wars The High Republic Adventures by Daniel Jose Older. What are we most excited for out of those five? Light of the Jedi. 
Yep. Same. Charles Soule, man. I'm so interested in this. Like, they did such a switch up with uh, all these authors. Like, I'm so interested in this. And it's going to be the actual, like, foundation of everything that comes after it. So, I mean, it's it's got to be good. Yeah. I mean, I it feels so strange not to put the Claudia Gray one number one. It's like 1B, but I got to agree. Light of the Jedi is it's, – it's the future of Star Wars. Yeah. Not – you know, we said Resistance Reborn. We're like, this is the biggest – novel release probably in the history of star wars and i think unfortunately it's already been eclipsed now by light of the jedi yes this is has. huge like and we know claudia gray is going to deliver right we, yes. we know it's going to be a really good book she has an yep. incredible history so far but charles soul like he's only written comics a lot of people don't even know who that is like mm-hmm. people are going to read this and be like wow this guy's a great author what else has he written and i'm like oh a ton of comics read all those like it's gonna be great yeah i mean the stuff he did with with vader and the stuff he's doing now with the Star Wars book, the stuff he's doing with Ben Solo and Kylo Ren, like, uh, I we always say manage our expectations. Ross, we know you're listening, buddy. We are trying to manage our expectations and failing. I'm not, I'm not even trying, man. This is going to be great. All right? It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. So going around the horn, we now know so much. We know so much more than we did. We are, as Corey said, decently overwhelmed with stuff. Let's go around one by one. Wes, I want to start with you. We have so many things we know now. What is one question that you still have that we still want to know, possibly before the end of this year, about the High Republic, about Luminous? I want to know if there's going to be a Sith-themed rollout, as in a Phase 2 that has possibly Sith lurking in the the background, but... The bathroom. The bathroom, too. Refresher. Do you need a P. West? Is that what's on your mind? You're saying, so what you're saying is the bathroom is full of Sith? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go take a Sith after this. But, yes, no, I agree. That, w- that would be awesome. I mean, phase one is literally the light of the Jedi. So what if number phase two is the dark of the Sith? Mm-hmm. Could be yeah. cool. Charles, what questions do you have about Luminous going forward? I just I want to know who is the leader of the Nile because there's got to be somebody spearheading that effort, mm-hmm. right? They're all dressed the same. That doesn't have their emails have to be sent, you know, <laughs> like that doesn't just happen. A threat right, everyone. Leading this effort. Today we're gonna raid the Jedi Temple. Make sure you wear your uniforms. <laughs> we don't want any more infractions. We will have to report you to HR. Mine's not clean though. I didn't get it laundered. It's covered in blood. Yes. Yes. Corey, what's HR your... for the Nile is just a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but for real, yes, it would be. Uh, Corey, one yes. question you got for Luminous that we don't know yet. I'm a big picture guy, man. You guys know that. Like, mm-hmm. I run this whole Utini thing. That's the only thing I care about is the big picture. I love it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to back Wes up, and I, I'm very interested in hearing, even kind of a step further back than that, phase one, what the hell are these phases? Like, mm-hmm. like I want to just see... I want to see a chart that doesn't say anything else on them except some logos, like of like, you know, not even books or anything. It's just got all the books of like the timeline from what was just released with like two other phases that just have like a Star Wars, High Republic, something. Like it's like, like what Wes said, like Age of the Sith. What did you say? Like the Dark of the Sith, right? Dark Dark of of the the Sith. Sith, And then like, like the gray in between. I don't know, something goofy like that for like the third phase. I just want to see that. I want to know what the big picture is. Like, where are they going to go with this? How is it all connected? Love that. Uh, I want to know when these authors are coming on the show. 
Uh, that's that's the one. Uh, uh, yes. Audience, the emails have been sent, so stay tuned. We are we are going to get you all the luminous content we can. Um, but for real, I want to know. I want to know how deep into the forest lore we're going to go. I want to know mm. if we're going to get something like some master and apprentice conversations, or if we're going to get some like world between worlds action as well. I want to know if we're going to go deep into those meditative thoughts. Also, like, what's the council like right now? Who is on the council? What is the council? Is it still 12? Is, is it different? Is there a council? Like, very fascinated. There could be a king. There could be a king of the Jedi. And it's Yoda. Just like Arthur. Well, kind of like you were saying, Eric, do they use the Force more like uh, like the, the father and the, the brother and the sister were using? Do they, are they mm-hmm. more Force-wielding than they are with the with lightsabers? So yeah. That could be something. Because we're seeing them when they are literally – these are the guardians – of peace and the defenders they're not soldiers yet they have not fallen to that yet so how does that differ in the way they fight in the way they choose their missions so so much coming up as we said pre-order links are available if you go to utini.com check out the release schedule scroll on down find these books pre-order them now because you better believe you want to be in our discord when we are talking about these all year long coming up though as as Corey said next month we got the Rise of Skywalker novelization. That is coming. That's going to be incredible. Check out the excerpt on StarWars.com if you haven't seen it yet. For a full recap of everything we talked about on this show, StarWars.com has a rollout of the Project Luminous stuff on the High Republic. Coming up in June, we have Queen's Peril, the awesome sequel to Queen's Shadow that will be coming out. And we have even more this summer with Alphabet Squadron, Shadowfall, Thrawn is coming out at the end of the year. Even, even more. But my friends, on that note, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are new, don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every week to hear us at Utini find something to talk about in the Star Wars Expanded Universe. If you want to buy these books again, you can support us with that, what, 4% on Amazon by clicking the Amazon link at the profile of these luminous books or any other book you look up on utini.com. If you want to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini or on TeePublic where our first wave of t-shirt designs is up, including our Queen's Shadow We Are Brave Your Highness shirt. Tonight, there will unfortunately be no aftermath after show. We apologize. All of us have to get up before 4.30 a.m. tomorrow, which is awful, but is the life we have somehow chosen. But we thank you all for hanging out for those after shows. They will be back very soon. A special thank you to Drew Ibarando and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council and Timothy Dunlap and Ross Orlando on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support of the show. We super, super appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter individually. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles is at C. Hankel. Special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, and Wes, our community manager and man in the chair. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. Keep the luminous light, folks. And as always... May the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you.